0: And I want to add my voice to that. Welcome to a greatly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today now starts following the 12 noon news package. It's designed to provide you with the latest farm market news and information Monday through Friday. Today, the controversial issue of amalgamation of municipalities is raised and shot down. We talked to yesterday's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Agriculture Minister David Merritt talks about the province's Farm Scholarship Awards and spring seeding. And we talk to the winner of the top farm scholarship. Other issues today include livestock price insurance and a banker discusses farm banking during the COVID-19 pandemic. The farm weather remains in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle today, call them at 424-2967. The Board of the Urban Municipalities Association has rolled back a suggestion of municipal amalgamation. On the weekend, President Gordon Barnhart made a controversial suggestion of consolidating various municipalities across the province. The board of SUMA has issued a strong statement saying it's not in favor of municipal amalgamation, particularly forced amalgamation. Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities President Ray Orb welcomes the clarification.
2: To be honest with you Jim, uh, we were surprised when we saw the article um, that was forwarded from uh, President Barnhart last weekend and I was a bit surprised that uh, President Barnhart had taken that position. But I totally understand the uh, SUMA board of directors, you know, be concerned about this. And uh, the statement that they issued, I think, uh, you know, it clearly states their position. and um, I hope that the relationship between SARM and SUMA can continue to grow. Uh, and uh, I think we need to put uh, what's happened behind us and, um, and need to get back to work uh, together to, you know, better the uh the uh, municipalities, the rural, and the urban municipalities in in Saskatchewan.
0: Yeah, amalgamation, especially forced amalgamation, is a very hot topic for rural RMs.
2: Yeah, that's always been the position of, sorry, you know, we're not in favour of forced amalgamation. And, uh, you know, I think we've received a lot of comfort from uh, the current South Party government that they're not going down that road. And, uh, you know, we just continue to work together to foster inter-municipal cooperation such as we've been doing and uh, try, trying to build a better relationship between uh, the two organizations, SARM and SUMA.
0: So again, your reaction to the letter or the note, the statement issued by the SUMA?
2: Yeah, you know, I think uh, we're pleased with that. We're pleased to see that their their board has clarified their position and uh, and I would assume it would be the position of their president from now on as well.
0: But you hope to continue to have a good relationship with SUMA?
2: Yeah, we continue, you know, to work together. And I think, you know, in the last four or five years in particular, we've built up a pretty good uh, working relationship between SARM and SUMA. And, you know, we'd like to
0: continue that. Amalgamation has been a controversial issue in rural Saskatchewan for decades. The Board of SUMA statement says municipal autonomy is essential in preserving local identity and meeting local priorities. A farmer from Boharm, southwest of Moose Jaw, is Monday's winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout. Jason and Steph Doni receive a big meal package from Peg's Kitchen. Jason was on the tractor yesterday in the midst of seeding when I spoke to him.
3: Yeah, not too bad. We're about 25% done now.
0: So what's soil moisture like?
3: Uh, not too bad. It, uh, it's a little dry on top, but uh, once you get underneath there, there's some decent moisture. and. If we can get some more rain towards the end of the month, we should be in pretty good shape.
0: Did you finish harvest last fall or this spring?
3: Uh, no, we were able to get finished last fall.
0: And how did the harvest go? Uh,
3: for, uh, actually pretty good for us. We were one of the fortunate ones. We were actually done uh, in September last year, so, so it, uh, it turned out pretty good.
0: What are you seeding this spring?
3: Uh, Durham, canola, lentils, wheat, and oats.
0: So any change just because of the pricing of grains right now?
3: No, not really. We kind of pretty well stick to our rotation and seed a little bit of everything and hope that something clicks.
0: What are your thoughts on the prices right now?
3: Well, with this whole pandemic, it seems to have helped out, uh, you know, the durum and the the lentil prices are decent. Uh, canola's not great, but uh and and the wheat prices have been kind of disappointing most of the year, but all in all, I guess, like I say, you win some, you lose some.
0: Any other impact of COVID-19 on you on the farm?
3: No, other than the fact having the kids home is kind of handy. Uh, you know, having some extra helpers around is always a good thing in the spring.
0: Jason Doney farms near Boharm, southwest of Moose Jaw, and was Monday's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. The farm also sells German Shepherd dogs under the name Westside German Shepherds. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has awarded four scholarships to Saskatchewan students pursuing agriculture-related post-secondary education. Merritt says Mackenzie Van Dam of Imperial receives $4,000 as the 2020 Grand Prize Scholarship winner. He says other winners include Marcy LeBlanc of Estevan, Isabel Kanash of Wishart, and Mackenzie Olson of Tisdale, who receives scholarships of $2,000 each.
4: The criteria is just, you know, they talk about agriculture and the importance of it and and show their passion about it. They can either do a three-minute video or a thousand-word essay and uh, talk about, you know, it varied, you know, from where our food's grown. Some talked about animal uh, welfare and, and things like that, you know, and the theme was Our Food Has a Story. And uh, so that uh, kind of where it was all came around. But uh, I mean, I just did a FaceTime with all four of the recipients, four bright young women that I'm very, very excited about coming, in, getting into the agriculture industry here in the province of Saskatchewan.
0: The future looks bright for agriculture.
4: Uh, you know what, uh, Jim? I, I am really, uh, really amazed when you look at uh, the young people that are really getting engaged in it, uh, young men and women, and it's uh, it's very encouraging for me as a farmer all my life. To see these uh, young young people really getting engaged in new technologies, new practices, just getting into all different fields of the agriculture industry here in the province of Saskatchewan.
0: How does seeding look right now?
4: Well, it's actually looking you know pretty good. I think uh, you know I talked to uh, some of the girls and uh, you know one of the farmer or one of the operations they're they're half done already and that's in the southeast part of the province and it's it's encouraging i think you know the numbers as of last week are around seven percent across the province but i know just in the last three or four days jim just traveling back and forth from regina to assiniboia there's a lot of land that went in just along the highways that uh, wasn't in on friday that is in this morning so the outfits are rolling and it's good to see and i know in some parts of the province they're probably just getting going like up in the northeast in there but this is about their normal time, and if they uh, get going, uh, and we have a good you know, couple weeks, you'll see a lot of a lot of seeding, probably done in some parts of the province. But moisture conditions are good from what I'm hearing. Uh, just need some good weather.
0: On another topic, Alberta has uh, approved uh, paying their 40% of the ag recovery em- enhancements announced by the federal government last week. Where does Saskatchewan sit on that one?
4: Well, right now we're we're assessing uh, all. Uh, all our chances and opportunities to participate in similar program. Obviously there's a process that I have to go through to do that Jim. We're evaluating that as we speak and uh, you know hopefully you know we can uh, make it work out but right now there's just a process that I have to go through to see what we can do.
0: Agriculture Minister David Merritt back in a moment. This is your Real Agriculture Update, brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay
5: on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. This is Sean Haney, founder of realagriculture.com. Recently, we launched a new podcast called the Pest and Predator podcast. My first guest was Jennifer Otani. She's with AAFC in Beaver Lodge, Alberta. We talked about the benefits of beneficial insects. Now, a lot of growers hear about beneficial insects all the time. From your standpoint, define them for us. What is a beneficial insect?
6: Well, when we talk about beneficial insects, uh, there are actually some other arthropods, but let's just keep it to insects. There is a huge number of species. These can be pollinators, predators, and parasitoids. All of these various organisms, which are insects, they have some very complex life, um, life cycles and interactions with some of our most important economic tests and I think one of the great things that you're going to be doing with this podcast series is hopefully taking some in-depth examination of these various species and just how important they are but also just how pervasive they are and I think one of the cool things about all of these beneficials, we're hoping that growers and agrologists really start to maybe also understand that they're part of a really important system that basically helps regulate some of our most important pest populations. So were
5: they misunderstood or forgotten about for a period of time? What happened here?
6: So that's a really good question. You know, as entomologists, we spend a lot of our time researching insect pests and looking at some of these interactions which involve these beneficial. I would not say that they've been forgotten, but it's maybe an area of research that a lot of producers maybe don't have as much appreciation for simply because it's actually really tough data to collect. So a number of people have been working on this globally for a very long time. In fact, originally before there were pesticides that were used in control, Uh, some of our most important insect control was from biological control. Uh, I would say now we're starting to understand better some of these interactions and how some of these beneficials interact with our insect pests and really starting to understand maybe uh, with a very different perspective, how we need to augment and preserve in order to maybe make the most of what is essentially free labor out in some of these fields. So it's, it's not a situation that anyone's really forgotten about them. It's more that as agriculture continues to evolve, some of our control methods we start to see kind of come in vogue and then maybe build more tools, we're starting to better understand how these beneficials are actually functioning, particularly in field crops.
5: Yeah, I think for a while we, we sort of thought of insects as like we do weeds, right? And so we, when we have a crop and we have weeds in the field, we see those weeds as removing yield uh, from our crop. And so we try to eliminate all of those weeds. And, and I think we kind of looked at insects sort of the same way for a period of time. But now we've really, you know, through a lot of research that uh, people at Ag Canada and some of the provincial uh, stations, a lot of this work that's being done, we're, we're really getting to the point of realizing that we've got a whole bunch of insects that, as we label them beneficials, that are really, like you said, free labor. They're working for us inside that canopy, preserving and actually enhancing yield in some cases.
6: So it's interesting that you actually have that comparison, because I think what people need to understand is that when we're dealing with insect pests, it's not as if people aren't doing any research, but some of the most and highest priority research that would have been done first with regard to insect pests and field crops would be how to manage outbreaking populations. But one of the things people need to understand is now that as we develop more data, as we have better research tools to kind of tease apart how, you know, what makes an insect pest outbreak, we start to see that there are other factors, other relationships that are starting to contribute or maybe even regulate some of these pest populations. So It's a question of having more data, more information, and being able to understand some of these relationships, especially in regard to some of our field crops that are grown across the prairie.
5: You can find the rest of my conversation with Jennifer Otani at realagriculture.com. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. We talk about human resources.
6: We can attract the right candidates, and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready if the senior generation isn't.
5: We talk about financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or
0: mindyourfarmbusiness.com. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seating with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather Forecast. Becoming cloudy today, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, the high 13. 60% chance of rain overnight, the low plus 3. Wednesday, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of rain, the high 12, the low 2. Thursday, sunny with a high 18, the low 1. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 15, the low plus 3. Saturday, sunny, the high 22, the low 9. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 26, the low 11. Monday, partly cloudy, the high near 22. Normal high for the state 19. The normal low, plus 3. The sun rose at 5.14 this morning. It sets at 8.35 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Saskatoon at 12 degrees. The cold spot, Cypress Hills at plus 4. Estevan 11, Saskatoon, as I said, 12. Swift Current, 9. Weyburn 10, Yorkton is 9. In Regina, partly cloudy, almost quite not there, but almost at Saskatoon's level. We are 12, but not quite the same decimal place. 54 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 29, gusting to 46. Humidity, 26%. The dropping, 102.0. Cloudy in Moosejaw, 11 degrees. Winds are from the south southeast, 35, gusting to 46. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 12. That's 54 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal's Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail. SMHI crop hail insurance at cost. Online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. SMHI.ca A grade 12 student from Imperial has been awarded one of four scholarships from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Students from across the province had the option of writing an essay or producing a video in the scholarship competition. Mackenzie Van Dam has been awarded the grand prize $4,000 scholarship.
1: I wrote about my food story, so it started out with me explaining how my family farm has evolved since it started in 1908. And then I also wrote about how it's impacted my community and provided so many jobs for so many people. And then I also touched on GMOs and how they're helping to feed our world.
0: Van Dam appreciates farm life.
1: I love how much freedom you have and I just love being a part of the farm and I love watching the drill go in front of our yard and I just love everything about it. There's not a thing I don't like.
0: Van Dam says seeding has started on the family farm near Imperial about 140 kilometres northwest of Regina.
1: Going good. We're trucking along. We've got a lot done so far which is nice and we haven't had to stop many times.
0: Van Damme says she'll be using the scholarship for classes at the University of Saskatchewan in agronomy and possibly animal science. Her last months of grade 12 have been unexpected.
1: It's definitely been different, learning how to do online schooling and finishing out my last higher year classes. And it's been hard not seeing my classmates every day, but we've been keeping in touch and we've been starting to plan some ideas for our graduation, so... We're getting used
0: to it. Van Damme says Zoom and Google Meets have been in use with her usual teachers, but she has to rotate around with her two siblings for schooling. That's Mackenzie Van Dam, a grade 12 student from Imperial. Her essay was judged the first place entry in the Saskatchewan Agriculture Student Scholarship Program. The $4,000 scholarship goes towards tuition next year. Three other young people will receive $2,000 scholarships, including Mackenzie Olson from Tisdale, Isabel Kanash of Wishart, and Marcy LeBlanc from Estevan. Saskatchewan cattle producers are being advised to consider looking at livestock price insurance this month. The CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Ryder Lee, says there are only a couple more weeks for producers to take advantage of the fall calf price insurance program.
7: Generally, it's up till the last thursday in may so this year that falls i think on the 28th and it's only available every tuesday wednesday and thursday you know it kind of comes out around two o'clock what the offer is and then it's available till about 5 30 but what's been great in recently is crop insurance has allowed people to buy that over the phone and do that they don't have to get to your computer maybe you've got it on your phone what the email was so so it's really slick that way
0: are you hoping to see some price improvements sometime, or how does
7: it look right now? Well, a couple of things. I mean, we've been asking the federal and provincial governments to help bring down the premiums. Just with COVID, with the uncertainty out there and the volatility, it's made it much more costly. But what we saw with the announcement last week of, of or earlier was that might not be coming to pass. But at the same time, some of the coverage levels have, have improved and, and are looking, you know, what I'm hearing from guys say is, yeah, that's pretty close to my break-even. That might help me put some certainty underneath things and have better conversations with my bankers. So hopefully anybody who kind of saw it a little while ago might have another look before, before the window closes on the CAF program.
0: So you're encouraging producers to at least take a look at this livestock price insurance plan?
7: Well, that's all we can do. You know What, what we keep hearing from the feds especially, and, and we've heard it here in the province too, is the programs we have, are the programs you got? So I don't want that window to close, and and be talking to somebody later on down the road who who says, if only I, if only I'd, oh, if I'd have known, I might have taken advantage of that. Well, hopefully, you know, you're giving me a hand in helping people take a look at that. We continue to work with the feds in the province to try to get improvements to all the programs. We recognize that agri-stability isn't anybody's favorite word but we think there's ways to improve it and uh, it is some coverage that has paid out for cattle producers across the country so you know that's another one that is there that has helped people that, that people should strongly consider.
0: Ryder Lee is the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. A farm banker says producers have been showing some strain from the COVID-19 outbreak. The Managing Director of Agriculture for the Bank of Montreal in Western Canada, Richard Burton, says some farmers are making adjustments to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic.
8: So Jim, as we've been reaching out and talking to our clients, and we've been, we've been talking to them all, uh, we're certainly hearing some increased stress and strain. With the uncertainty that's, that's accompanying this COVID uh, event, that being said, you know, our producers are very resilient. They are recognizing this is currently a short-term challenge, and they're keeping an eye on the long game. We are hearing uh, some some of our producers that are making some sort of adjustments in their business model on the fly, uh, and certainly hearing some capital spending plans that are being reduced or postponed until they have a little bit more clarity on what's happening, in in order to conserve cash.
0: Are you prepared to help them?
8: Absolutely. We're staying in regular contact with all of our clients and, uh, you know, we're asking them to to do the same with us and keep us in the loop as issues arise and as this COVID issue continues so that we can kept uh, apprised of what's, you know, in their way and what challenges they're facing so that we can come up with solutions that fit their needs.
0: How much of a bigger problem is it this spring over COVID-19 as compared to any normal spring?
8: Uh, What we're hearing from our clients is concerns around the supply chain, so availability of inputs as they get uh, ready and hit the fields. That being said, the challenge seems to be relatively under control, so not a lot of concern around it. The other concern we've heard is around the risk of labor uh, shortages. Again, so far the producers we've been talking to haven't run into that in uh, a large amount.
0: Any specific sector seem to be hit harder than others, say the livestock.
8: Right now the livestock sector is really uh, really feeling it uh, with the challenges in the processing plants. Again, as we talk to them, they're very resilient. They're adjusting as need be to survive currently. Uh, for instance, changing rations and extending the, the length of time that cattle are on feed to try to get through this period so that they can have those cattle available for slaughter in the future.
0: And again, the key message a banker would have to clients is... Keep the lines of communication open?
8: Keep the lines of communication open uh, and keep an eye on cash flow. Uh, working capital, liquidity, that's where the problem will surface first. And so regular conversations with your account management team and keep an eye on the incomes and expenditures and uh, know where your working
0: capital sits. Richard Burton is the Managing Director of Agriculture for the Bank of Montreal in Western Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson G M, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola increased 10 cents at 4.3898. Oats rose 56 cents at 2.3919. Number one red spring wheat went down 218 at 224.15. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 266.39. Feed barley, 188.71. Flax, 618.35. Lentils, 638.50. Yellow peas, 285.89. And feed wheat, 182.70. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat fell three quarters of a cent at five eighteen a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now, the latest Livestock Quotations.
6: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 12th. There has been a bit of a drop on good butcher cattle, but not as much as we expected. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.68 cents to $0.74. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.68, cents, and good butcher bulls sold from a dollar to a dollar 24. There weren't enough feeders in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. For more market information, call us at 842-4574. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange.
0: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices.
9: Hams sold 8,500 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 177 to 210 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,900 head, selling in a range of 172 to 203 per ckg. Hams number one sows this week are selling in the range of 21 to 27 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash price today is down and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 40 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.4012. The Canadian dollar is currently trending at 71.40 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are lower, with Western Corn Belt National and the Iowa Southern Minnesota formula-based prices coming in lower by $1.88, $1.65, and $3.36 U.S. 100 weight, respectively, relative to the previous day. Despite the pressure today, the National and Iowa-Southern Minnesota regions are maintaining a attack higher that started three weeks ago, supported by the cutout, which developed significant strength following the demand disruption that materialized because of COVID-19. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan
0: Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. U.S. President Donald Trump is urging people in the U.S. to get back to work and reopen the economy. But an Associated Press analysis shows thousands of U.S. residents are getting sick from COVID-19 on the job. That surge of infections in food processing plants as well as at construction sites and elsewhere shows the high stakes for communities as they gradually loosen restrictions on business. Most new infections are being reported in meatpacking and poultry processing plants. There's a second COVID-19 death at the Cargill meat plant in High River, Alberta. More than 950 workers there become ill and a woman died after contracting the virus. The second employee had been ill for a month and died over the weekend. On the markets, gains in the materials sector led Canada's main stock index higher in late morning trading, while the energy sector also gained ground as the price of oil moved higher. The TSX Composite Index was up 44 points at 15,147. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 48 points at 24,270. The Canadian dollar traded for 71.48 cents U.S. compared with an average of 71.37 cents on Monday. The July crude oil contract was up 99 cents at $26.07 per barrel. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at $1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.